Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Okay, so I uh, accidentally watched a little Keeping Up with the Kardashians this weekend. Ooh. Yeah, don't sound so excited. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. So did you, I don't know if you knew this. Probably not if you were, you know, a person who is not sitting in front of the television at all this weekend or flipping through channels. But E! aired... Like wall-to-wall keeping up with the Kardashians, marathon style, getting ready for the reunion episode. No, I had no clue. Okay. Well, that that you are better for it. I can't remember the last time I ever turned on the TV and watched E, but... Well, let me ask you another question. Have you ever watched, to your knowledge, an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians? Oh, certainly in the beginning. um, Especially... I mean, this... We would have to go all the way back to Caitlyn Jenner times. Okay, so... Can we just start there? Because I don't think I ever, maybe I've caught an episode here and there. I've probably watched two or three my entire life. Yeah. To be fair, I didn't watch full episodes. I just sort of was like dipping in and out. Like if I happened to be in a place where there was a television and it was on, I would dip in and just see what was going on. So here's my first takeaway that made me just angry watching. The way they treated Caitlyn before Caitlyn's transition, when Chris was married to Caitlyn, they were so mean. Oh, yeah. They were cruel. Well, and that was kind of the shtick was that like, you know, beat up on Caitlyn. And then like Caitlyn was just flying drones and playing golf. And that's exactly what. So the one episode I watched was. Where uh, they had gone to, for some reason, they were like vacationing with Caitlin's kids, Brody and the other one, the older son. Uh, And they, the whole family, the whole Jenner Kardashian brood, plus those two and their spouses. And they were vacationing together and they had stopped in Las Vegas. And Caitlin, who this is pre-transition Caitlin. Married to Chris Jenner, not like is starts to become obsessed with a comedian slash ventriloquist, <laughs> like and wants That's to be friends line. with this person. It was a full storyline, and though and they make him, they make her Caitlyn look ridiculous in yeah. this entire experience. And remember, so as you watch it in, in that time. You remember, we didn't know that Caitlyn was going through what Caitlyn was going through and thinking about transitioning and, and what that world would look like. Well, and but even even if that wasn't a part of uh, the that, story, 
that that you would treat a human being, a member of your family, yeah, that way for um, public consumption, even if it was totally fabricated, which I imagine most of it actually is. They just play up the, you know, um, something that might have had a kernel of truth. Yeah, that's just that tells you a lot about the family. I mean, I look no further than Rob, right? In terms of you know how quickly they are to throw. Uh, members of their own family under the bus for narrative points. Well, to that end, they also aired in the midst of all of this at least one episode of Rob's show with Black China, which that hasn't aged well because oh, they're in the middle of a legal I battle do, I, now. I remember Still. watching that show. Yes. That was a mess. It was bizarre. Yeah. Okay, so the other thing that I um that I that made me very upset watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians is I, w- I literally watched an episode where as the storyline in this one went from what I could pick apart, Kylie was ill. And I vaguely recall this. She had strep throat and she couldn't carry through something she was supposed to do in Paris. Okay. And Chris was in Paris and trying to get somebody to fill in for Kylie. Okay. So she's desperately texting Kim and she's like, Kim, please come and do this thing. You can walk the runway in Kylie's place. I will give you ready for it. $400,000 and I will not charge you any commission because as her manager, she would normally take a cut of that. And I will send you an, a, a flight tonight. Will you please do this? And Kim Kardashian at the offer of almost half a million dollars to walk on a runway says, mm. it just doesn't really part of my brand and turns it down. And I was like, I think I just realized what the whole premise of the show is before. I, and I, which is they're just want to show you how completely unrelatable and filthy rich and totally dripping. Oh, and in opulence by all means. Are. And that storyline was probably completely fabricated. A thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. Like nobody so that, actually made that deal because let's be clear, just like Kylie is not a billionaire. Right. Or wasn't a billionaire when Forbes said that she was, um, Nobody was offering her $400,000 to walk to on walk a, runway. a runway. Yeah. So then this storyline spun into this other storyline, which you would remember because, and this is what I think was bothering me as I was watching it too, was like, we covered this stuff because then the next thing that happened is Kim was trying to tell her sisters all about their work ethic and her work ethic and how she would like, it doesn't matter if she was dying, she would show up to do work. If she was on her deathbed, that's her work ethic. Yeah. And then she says to Courtney, basically, you're lazy and you don't do that kind of stuff. And then and then they get into a fist fight. Two grown women. Yeah, because that's real. A fist fight. They were slapping each other. There were scratches. It was really Oof. obnoxious. Yeah. And I... And I don't want to say mean things about people who watch that show, but I can't. It's just the drama, right? Like if you're in, if you, if you have the suspension of disbelief, do you not just find yourself sucked in? I guess. And I guess I did. Like, I guess I was sort of like, well, how's this going to resolve? Even though as I'm watching it, I'm thinking none of this is real. This is all written. They have scripts. I mean, they have somebody who writes the actual storylines, yeah. right? That's yeah. how they get the through thread. Because otherwise, you know, they don't tape every day. It's not like reality shows 
like we knew when we were young, right? Like the real world. Back in my day. Back in my day on a reality show was real reality. But like on the real world in the early seasons, they were on camera 24-7. Yeah. So everything that happened happened in real time. And then they distilled it down to a yeah, half hour show for us. Yeah, until they completely changed because we got tired of reality. actual reality. Because right. r- turns out actual reality is pretty boring. Yeah. And so in order to you know draw people in with an audience, I mean, that's whatever the show, the only way is Essex. Um, what was like the first, you know, just any reality show, right, is going to have, what was that one here that, Jersey Shore? No, the hills and all that. Oh, yeah. Oh, Laguna yeah. Hills Beach. and Laguna yeah. Beach, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's all just completely... It's pre- a re- it's like a reality soap. Yeah. Yeah. It's all prefab. The storylines are all written and out. The, the thing that I will marvel at is that the actual people involved are able to maintain that story after the fact. Like the way that they're able to act as though those are the things that actually happened. Well, there's a weird psychology to that, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I've been thinking about that as well, right? That that the reality that we have seen, they have to uphold as the reality. Yeah, for sure. So how do you how do you psychologically bend reality to fit that? I oh, don't and even, I'm sure you so just bizarre. tell those stories so much that it just becomes a part of the reality, which is why I think then when they you know look askance when people criticize and get really defensive, you're like, well, I guess in their mind. This is all real because they've been living the lie so much as a part of their daily existence for so long. Well, to that end, Bradley, I wanted to say also the thing that is um, very fascinating to watch over the course of many seasons is the way specifically Chloe and Kylie's faces change. Oh, God. Well, to that end, uh, Chloe had some stuff to say during the reunion about her face. Oh. And I want to oh, get to that when we come back. And I also want to get to uh, a really interesting uh, conversation that happened on the other. There were two reunion specials and there was a, on the two? last. Yes. Yeah, so last night was the second one. But on the oh. first one, uh, Kim Kardashian did this bizarre dance around her sexy photographs and what's going to happen when she becomes a lawyer sexy photos okay. that I just want to walk all. We mentioned it once in a dirt alert update, but I really want to take a deeper dive into it. So we'll do those two things when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk one Oh seven one. Okay. So we were talking about the Kardashians and keeping up with them. Most notably keeping up with their changing faces. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. So we talk a lot about Courtney's changing face mm-hmm. because we have eyeballs. And because now here's what I was thinking about. You know, the whole entire premise of keeping up with the Kardashians is to show completely how unrelatable this family is, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want to be relatable. They want to be dripping filthy rich with all the trappings of uh, wealth and luxury. And so if you want it that way, you can't really have it another way at the same time where you're like, I'm like a normal person with normal things, right? Which is what Chloe has been trying to capitalize on whenever she has these clapback moments about people calling her out for a difference in appearance, right? Well, yeah, well, in in the sense, and I'm assuming this is what you mean, that um, it's not nice to make fun of people's faces or point out people's physical features um, 
apropos of nothing. Right. But I do think that, you know, uh, listen, I don't know. People might be making fun of her. But what I what I what we pay attention to is just the fact that it's like you're not the face you're presenting is literally not your face. Yeah. There's a difference between your face. Right. And work you've done to your face. At least that's a nuance that we've appreciated in the coverage of celebrities on this station right for example because at the you know at the end of the day chloe can do whatever she wants to her face or to her body in real life right if she wants to have surgery or whatever stick a pin in that but what we're usually referencing (laughs) is the fact that she's using uh filters and stuff that make her face not look like her face and then trying to pass it off to us as though it's her face but we have eyeballs and we can see her face did that make any sense yeah and honestly i think most of what we've talked about is the like filtering of her face i will say though if you google like courtney beginning of keeping up with the kardashians and courtney today it's also clear that there's some additional work going on well she's talking about that oh interesting. or at least she mentioned it so um, you know, this is all part of the reunion show, which I also think is really funny. The reunion show, like they were ever not united. They're a family. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyway, like we whatever, came back fine. together now that we're done with this show. <laughs> yeah, what? it's been okay. 10 long this years. This is just an att- <laughs> attempt to get eyeballs on this station before they disappear. Right. So they're so so on. So this aired last night. Andy Cohen asked Chloe which rumors about herself simply weren't true. And she said, quote, well, for me, everyone says, oh, my gosh, she's had her third face transplant. <laughs> but I've had one nose job. And then she says the name of the doctor. She says, everyone gets so upset. Like, why don't I talk about it? No one's ever asked me. You're the first person in an interview that's ever asked me about my nose. What? Okay. That is B. Well, to the earth. Also, I don't who. I mean, maybe nobody's ever asked her point blank. Like, what work have you had done to your face? I would find it odd that nobody's ever asked that question. But okay, let's take her at her word. Like, why would anybody ask you? that unless it likely what it sounds like to me is that Andy Cohen was given the prompt, please oh, ask sure. me about my face because I want to address this. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, she, so he brings the question up because I mean, it's not like this is a, a real jur- investigative journalism experience happening. No. And it's not even like Andy Cohen came up with the questions on his own. No, Those were no, no. all provided by the Kardashians. They curate everything to a T so that they can control the narrative. But also, I would just like to say, and this would be like my closed circuit message to Chloe. I think when somebody says, oh, my gosh, she's had her third face transplant. What they're actually referring to is the the face that you she shows us on social media, which is face tuned times a trillion. Yeah, it's not real. It's not no. real. And we don't I mean. It actually isn't. I mean, if she wa- We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. 
So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Wants to get a nose job or she wants to get fillers. That really isn't our business. It is, in, but, but don't expect me to not notice it. But I also think it is our business insofar as these people... <laughs> That is the Kardashians writ large um, make money off of their image. And I think it's not that I care what people do to their face, you know, every, but like, let's be real. Everybody, you know, looks at a celebrity and goes, oh, that celebrity's had some work done because it's clear that that's not the face they arrived with. Right. And while sure that may be kind of bitchy or low stakes or superficial. Okay. I don't know if you've met the coverage of celebrity and pop culture and entertainment. Right. We're being mildly superficial on most days. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really I I think that the argument whether that is a valid line of questioning is irrelevant. It is it is valid insofar as people are always going to be curious about stuff like that in the same way that they're curious about any of the other things that goes on in those individuals life. And frankly, you should be grateful that people are speculating about your appearance because you you uh, make money. Yeah. I'm going to sneeze off of that. Bless you. And and you make I'm sorry. I just wanted to quickly you make money off of people's interest in the mundane parts of your life. Right. So to pretend that you are somehow outraged that people have taken you for the thing that you have asked them um, to be interested in is kind of. You know, and if your name us. is in their mouth at all, that is that translates to money in your pocket. Yeah. So maybe yeah. zip, especially when half of them have their own beauty brands. True. Also, Chloe True used to point. host a show called Revenge Body. Yeah. With the premise of the show being that people were undergoing physical transformations in order to, quote unquote, better themselves. It, the frustrating thing is what I wish she would have the self-awareness to say is like, I don't I'm in this position and I don't like it. Period. End of story. Say more about that. Meaning, like, it is it is A-OK to be like, I, there are a lot of things that come with this type of celebrity that I'm not comfortable with, that I don't like. But that, but that is just sort of what comes, I mean, I think any Her celebrity would, would explode, say that. explode, I think. I, I think all the Kardashians would um, form a circle around her and, and um, you know, try to remove the curse of whatever truth words were coming out of her mouth like they can't allow that you're like, you right can't say it the totally truth like out loud. the entire thing i yeah. will tell you this you like scanners she <laughs> does say she does blame us i just want you to know that oh, because well, of course that's an easy target she said when the show first started i was very secure very secure and then during the first couple of seasons i became insecure because of the public opinions of myself so and then Kim said something about uh, being sexy, and we don't have time for it. But sexy. just know, Kim Kardashian still going to be sexy, and that's empowering. But she doesn't want to embarrass her children. Do, you do the gymnastics oh yourself. God, I don't have time. When we come back in this moment, celebrities behaving badly. We call them d bags. D bags. After this, on my talk one zero seven one. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk one zero seven one, streaming live. MyTalk1071.com, Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. And we have a name for these celebrities behaving badly. That name is... D-Bag! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. You're so D-Bag, Bradley. 
Exclusive. Mm. I think it's people. It's also Lori Laughlin, Massimo uh, Giancarlo Lucci, or what's mm-hmm. his name? Gianulli. Yeah, uh, Massimo and Lori and people are all winners of today's D bag segment. Mm. Here's here's an exclusive for you from people. That means what? It means the call is coming from inside the house. Also, it's supposed to indicate, I think, on the part of people, some. Uh, special content that you're going to be really excited to yeah. see. Yeah, this is you can't get this anywhere else. Ooh, can't wait! It's a secret. What is it? Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli were excited to travel to Mexico with their friends. Mm-hmm. Wow! A source tells People it's their first trip in a long time. <laughs> okay, well, actually, that's not even true. Uh, well, whether or not it, why? Is it not true? Because um, I remember reading an article actually right here recently, maybe a couple of weeks ago, that they had applied or asked for special permission to go on this trip. And? And they were granted it, obviously, because yeah. they're on the trip, but that this was the second time that they had gone to Mexico. The first time was with family to have some oh, weird. rest and relaxation. Well, uh, according to people, first of all, why is that an exclusive? Right. Does anybody care no. about them going on a trip? Second of all, if you think about Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli, are you not um, probably like they shouldn't go on a trip because they're prisoner or um, prisoners that are not prisoners. They're prisoners. They're ex-cons. They did naughty mm-hmm. things. They should stop and just think about what they did. Like you can imagine where most people would just be like, I mean, good. I'm glad they get to go on a fancy vacation, but like that's I don't got time for that. Right. Well, according to this source um, who was kind enough to open up to people about all these very fascinating details, mm-hmm. Lori and Massimo were, quote, quote, excited. They weren't excited. They were, no. quote, excited, excited to finally get out of the country on their recent Mexico getaway. Earlier this week, they traveled, and this was uh, at the end of uh, last week, if I remember correctly. Um, They traveled with friends to Cabo. Quote, it's their first trip in a long time. Referencing, of course, the fact that they were previously in jail. They flew to Cabo with friends, quote, and were excited about Mm. the trip. During one moment from the vacation, uh, Lori was spotted sporting a light pink t-shirt and a straw hat and a matching bag. Oh, you don't say. Then. And also says the source, Giannulli donned a dark top and pants. Oh, I'm glad he was wearing pants. What the pants. heck is this? This is like the most, this just shows you how incredibly up in the business of People Magazine, Lori Laughlin's publicity people are, PR team, is with People Magazine in order to rehab her career. Because the notion that you would see a story about these two and think like, oh my God, I'm so glad they've been able to get out and have a vacation. You know, it's have been such a stressful year. It's been lately. such a stressful year We've for them. We've all been under lockdown. Many people have been sick. Some people have died. And they didn't get to go to Mexico, not because of the pandemic, because I don't know about you, but celebrities were able to travel. No problems to Mexico and far beyond. Uh, think uh, Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of us were not able to travel if, um, you know, if we couldn't at all because of actual restrictions that celebrities weren't. But they weren't able to travel because of their own behavior because that got them there in the first place. Doing time for their privilege. <laughs> 
And then they got out and then they paraded their privilege. So people... Exclusively. Exclusive. Also, Mm -hmm. who's the dumb source? I mean, I know who it is because we say this all the time. It's somebody on her PR team. But like Mm -hmm. the notion that I would read this and go, oh, something like what? Her friend Val just called Mm -hmm. and was like, hey, people, do you want the exclusive on what my friend Lori and her husband Massimo Giannulli were doing in Cabo? No. Ain't nobody want to read about that. I don't understand why, what they would gain. Like, I don't understand why her PR team is pushing or anybody's PR team would be pushing this story to begin with. Because my thought is everybody would be reacting kind of in this. Well, there's probably like some people who are just like, get off their backs. They've had a hard year. Let them oh, go on their yeah. vacation. Most people, because again, we pay way too close attention. Mm-hmm. If you ask most people about Laura, you'd be like, oh, that woman, she got railroaded because, you know, she's famous. But all the people, all the rich people do that. So she didn't do anything that nobody else did. I mean, I think they're banking that most casual observers aren't being uh, that critical or thoughtful right. about, you know, the legal uh obfuscation that they engaged in that led ultimately to jail. They just think, oh, rich people going to rich. And uh, I bet it's nice for them to finally get out and do a little relaxing together. Because, you know, they got kids. And those kids, they probably were a hot mess because they just need to get away and relax. And, oh, I can, f- I, I wish I could get away. I mean, I, I, I can I smell that. that too. But I also <laughs> think that that assumes most people are dumb. And if, <laughs> Which is frankly what you. the tabloids think that, of yes, us anyway. Yes, that, if, uh, dear, dear casual listener, although uh-huh. the average My Talk listener is not a casual observer. Nothing of casual Pop about culture, that. at least not on this show, because we know you love to go deep in the shallow. Um, it just insults the intelligence of uh, the listener. We're not stupid people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Who's your diva? I kind of wanted to stay with her, but that's fine. Uh, let's go over to my D-bag. Uh, do you know of a person named Scott Fisher? Does that ring any bells to you? No. Okay. Scott Fisher. What about Dippin' Dots? Oh, yeah. Didn't we just talk about we the Dippin' Dots, dude? Which is why I thought this was so bonkers. What did we, what's no, I don't on? think we talked about the guy. We talked about Dippin' Dots in general. Yeah, they're yeah, from Kentucky. We thought that they were, because it was in a crazy, stupid idiot the other day. Somebody, Somebody stole, stole Dippin' Dots. Dots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And then we were like, weren't those things made here? And then we looked up, nope, nope. They were made by this guy. And then the CEO, right. his name I is Scott that. Fisher. They were made in Kentucky or something like that. Well, now the CEO of Dippin' Dots is in the news. Why, you ask? <laughs> I mean, this is what? No, Why? check this out. He's being sued by a former girlfriend, Amanda Brown, who was in a relationship with him between 2019 and 2020, which, like, kudos to you for having a relationship during those tumultuous years. Anyway, uh, she says, though, that the relationship was tumultuous because of him. And that he solicited private sexual images of her, uh, which he then threatened he would he would continue to release to others uh, if she didn't comply with his desires. Ew. Uh, she said that after they broke up, he sent these images to various people and then attempted to blackmail her to be- behave in certain manners. Um, for example... 
he threatened to release private sexual images to Pornhub. Oh. Uh, he said, she says that he made good on his threats. In one communication, she says that he wrote, bleep you, I'm going to do whatever I can to hurt you. Watch what I'm about to do. I just sent your nudes out to everyone. I'm going to make sure any sex picks bad picks are sent to your employer and then i'll sue you for the dog they had a shared animal do you want to see what war is like i'm about to show you okay so this guy doesn't seem like the greatest dude Uh, um that goes without saying and i just feel like i don't know i thought dipping dots were fun and now i don't so much anymore is he still involved in dipping doo-doos yeah he's the current ceo uh, so I just dots. love the idea of a CEO of Dippin' Dots. I'm the CEO of Dippin' well, Dots. And like, okay, Not that but there shouldn't also, be, but CEO seems a little big. Uh, just grandiose for some for ice cream, ice cream, ice yeah. cream spittle. But he, this guy, is like, <laughs> I think of Dippin' Dots as being just like all about fun and festivities and like uh, and revenge porn. And apparently, revenge porn—that's the piece that I'm struggling with. Today, in this moment, yeah, is the Dippin' Dots you like guy. Some pralines and fur. Yeah, gross. Anyway, um, <laughs> Mr. Fisher's legal team says, "quote This inflammatory lawsuit brought forth by Ms. Brown is nothing more than an attempt to extort Mr. Fisher after yeah, he ended their relationship." A high-profile lawyer that is on retainer. Right? It is unfortunate that she has stooped to the level of attacking my client through an outlandish lawsuit covering up. Her illegal actions. Mr. Fisher is disappointed that this has become a legal matter. Despite his efforts to bring about a respectful resolution, please continue to buy those scrumptious ice cream bits. Nobody said that. Yeah. But he is ready to put the matter behind him and move forward. Where do you even buy Dippin' Dots anymore? Can you buy them in a retail setting or is it just like fairs? I think you can only get them like at fairs. Let's look at the website. Oh, goodness. Put some traffic over there. Dippin' Dots home. You can order a knockoff of Dippin' Dots at the grocery store, and they come in little containers. But I think Dippin' Dots are basically a fair amusement park situation. Yeah. Um, hmm. Correct. And they, oh, we do have, there are Dippin' Dot locations here in the Twin Cities that you can frequent if you really. Well, I feel like like they're going to have to do some reputational management because now everybody listening is going to be like, I don't know about those Dippin' Dots. (laughs) They seem kind of shady. Um, Also, they do have recipes. Oh, fun. I'm just going to peruse some of that. You can get Dippin' Dots at Eden Prairie Center if you'd like right now. Mm -hmm. If you're you're in for some Dippin' Dots. Okay. But here's my question. It's dumb. I know it's a dumb question. (laughs) Is it like a storefront or is it like a vending machine? Because that's the thing that I remember. Don't they make them out of a vending machine? Like, can't you be like... Beep, boop, 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 beep. Like these are, am I making that up? I don't know. I don't remember vending machine. I just remember seeing like the, you know, the, these, like in this TMZ article, they have these little like huts that you'd see at like Valley Fair or. And then they just mix it up for you. I don't know why I remember like a, yeah, they have them at a holiday station, which tells me that you should be able to just go up to the vendo and be like, I would like this. I don't know. I might be making that up. A vendo? A vending machine. Oh. 
we talk about them in a brief. I like to save time by a brief. Like there was a special window just for Dippin' Dots. The Vendo. The Vendo. No, when we come back on the Colleen... Where did I even get that? Why did that come out of my mouth? When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got more D-bag. We have more than this segment could hold. We have a little D-bag double down after this on My Talk 1071. Sometimes we have some extra D-bag... And uh, we need to tell you about it on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Yo-ho. Yo-ho. And uh, Bradley, who, uh, who we got this D-Bag Double Down Let's in. do it. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Oh, my God. Uh, there's an Us Weekly exclusive. It's a job. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. A dropper. It involves one Farrah Abraham, her daughter Sophia, and your mind is going to melt. Okay. And I'm sorry in advance. Um, but I have to share this with you because I literally almost uh I almost said something inappropriate when I read this. Um <laughs> which I could have because I wasn't on the air at the time. Okay, okay. So exclusive Farrah Abraham reflects on sex talk with her twelve year old daughter Sophia. I'm a fun mom. Okay. Excuse Back me. it up. Okay. This is about Farrah Abraham talking to her daughter Sophia about the sex. Okay. <sighs> Deep oh, breath. Okay. okay. I don't know if I can uh, handle this. Am I ready so for this? She talked to Us Weekly directly, which is just delightful because normally these are like reports, the reports, but they're like the Teen Mom OG. So Farrah Abraham, if you don't know, is a Teen Mom OG uh, alum. And uh, she's also the backdoor teen mom. And we've talked about blind items regarding Fair Abraham and her daughter, Sophia, which we'll get to in a moment. But put a pin in that for the uh, this uh, mere second or two while I read you the following words as she recently explained to Us Weekly about the sex and her daughter and all that stuff. Quote, oh, my God, the world is speeding up on me when tweens go through puberty. They need to learn, first of all, about pregnancy tests. <laughs> Put a pin in that. The voice that you're oh. using is mm, okay. Okay. Jeez. Yeah. What, what's that? What's that come from? That comes from the Instagram uh, of her daughter holding a pregnancy test as part of an advertisement on her on her own, own meaning Sophia's social media. social media. So we were grossed out because Sophia on her own, and she's 12 years old. Instagram account talking about a pregnancy test. We thought that was gross, but wait, there's more. There's can't more. Wait. Oh, I can't oh, wait. The man. world is speeding up on me. When tweens go through puberty, they need to learn first of all about pregnancy tests. So I needed to let her know stuff because I'm all about healthcare and I'm not about shaming. I'm all about healthcare. <laughs> Who's not healthcare? Also, I'm all about healthcare and maps. Okay. Also, pregnancy tests. Healthcare? Not necessarily synonymous with healthcare, also, but okay. Sex, you can have that talk without 
bringing pregnancy, pregnancy tests. tests into I don't know the how we need to at the equation. age of twelve. We need to get all the way to the pregnancy test. Anyway, the former reality star didn't want Sophia to be misled about her health, adding, "Young ladies deserve amazing bodies. You deserve to feel good. You want to feel confident. You should play around with the fun pregnancy test. Pee on it." What? What? Young ladies deserve amazing bodies. You want to feel good. You want to feel confident. (laughs) You should play around with that fun pregnancy test. Pee on it. Okay. You said a lot of words. I'm not entirely sure what they all had to do with each other, but none of them were good. When When you're thinking about talking to a 12-year-old. So she told her daughter to pee on pregnancy tests. And that she deserves an amazing body. And to be competent. She, when asked how Sophia reacted to these amazing conversations, can't wait. The Dream Twenties author, Dream Twenties, what is that? Is that like the title of her book? Probably. Author replied, doesn't make any sense. I'm fun. Like, who wouldn't be okay with talking about sex with me? Me. (laughs) So now, if you're wondering why she was telling her daughter to pee on a pregnancy test at the age of 12, other than the fact that perhaps somebody was paying for this privilege, mm-hmm. um, apparently back in July of last year, she exclusively told us that she was prompted by other parents to tell her daughter about sex since the little one was hearing things at sleepovers. Which I'm just like, this is really gross. Now, so I read this salacious thing about going to the bathroom on a pregnancy test. Mm -hmm. Mm 12-year-old. That's shocking. Mm -hmm. But what's really shocking about this? What makes your skin crawl? I'm leading you in a direction, and if you're not there yet, it's fine, but we'll get there. What is the thing that's really disturbing Mm -hmm. about all of this? It's that blind item. Thank you. I didn't know if we were ready to go there, but I was here. Let's go there. Shall we? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's paraphrase a blind Mm -hmm. item that was published by NT Lawyer many months ago, paraphrasing the fact that Farrah Abraham is grooming her own daughter so that one day she is going to auction off Mm -mm. little Sophia Abraham's mm, first sexual experience to the highest bidder. I'm so grossed out. So having known that blind item, reading this story... I'm like, there is nothing this woman would not do for a buck because what this story, even if the blind item is not true, let's just hope, hope, hope that better heads prevail. That would require better heads. I don't know where we get those unless they're selling them somewhere. Mm-hmm. Cooler heads, I think, is the term. Um, sure, let's hope that doesn't happen. But like the fact that she very likely is having this whole conversation with us weekly about her daughter using pregnancy tests for no reason at the age of 12 other than it's fun to do it to pee on that stuff <laughs> yeah have fun mm-hmm. the fact that she's willing to sell her daughter's um naivete innocence like i know kids have sex mm-hmm. i know kids need to know about sex i know like all of those things are important sexual health is Something that all too often does not get discussed by parents. So I'm not saying that she shouldn't be having open and frank conversations about sex and all that that responsibility entails with her kids. And very likely there's an appropriate conversation to have at the age of 12. I don't know what that is. I'm not an expert. But shilling your daughter out for a pregnancy test endorsement and then, you know, um, 
finding real estate in Us Weekly to further that goal. And then Us Weekly turning around and thinking it's totally fine to talk about a 12 year old, mm-hmm. you know, taking a pregnancy test for fun because she deserves an amazing and body. It's an exclusive. And she, yeah, I, it's, it's gross. On a, Us Weekly? It's gross on a thousand levels. And honestly, you know, my biggest issue is with there are listen. There are appropriate conversations to have with 12-year-olds about sexuality and sex, etc. There are appropriate conversations. I would say that there are appropriate conversations that should be being had all along with kids of all ages about sexuality and sex. Age appropriate. Age appropriate. The problem that I see with Farrah Abraham is it does not appear as though... She's having age-appropriate interactions she with her twelve-year-old. her daughter upside the head with a sex toy. Yeah, in one of her videos. So her her assessment of herself as the fun mom is just basically a mom who is not gonna even um, be thoughtful about giving her child information in the way that she can handle it at the time that it's appropriate. And I don't find anything amusing about that or uh, to be celebrated. I am. I think it's hilariously sad and inappropriate, but I can't, I could not help but uh, feel my jaw hitting the floor when I read that she was trying to normalize 12 year olds um, using pregnancy tests. Have fun with it. Have fun with it. It's fun. I have a question. Yeah, just, you know, squat and pay. I've had fun. to I've had to pee on those things before on numerous occasions for numerous reasons. Um, I don't know that I would ever call it fun. Yeah, can't can't say that that's fun. Can't call out a fun experience. No. When we come back on the oh I gotta deal with I gotta breathe through some stuff. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what's the weirdest dish your family grew up eating that you thought was totally normal? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071.